We're holding in the program of the Nefesh Achayim, Perek Zayin, and we're learning about the point Nefesh Achayim said were mistakes being made by people thinking that they were doing what was a bigger mitzvah, but he says it's really the Atzasa Yetzer. It's the Yetzirah which is presenting itself in the guise of being a tzaddik and causing people to make mistakes. So let's see what he says. Oid zayis yuchal yitzuchal hitzchapes Another way where a person's Yetzirah can, so to speak, present itself, masquerade. He says to you that the main point of Avodah Hashem and therefore even the chait, even in Avera, can be something which is considered a mitzvah if it's done the Shem Shemayim, if it's done with the right intention. And the main thing is Rahman al-Libaboy. Hashem wants to the person's heart, and therefore if I'm intending to come closer to Hashem, even though what I'm, if what I'm doing is in Avera, it's still a good thing. So let's think what the Yetzer is making a person do. He's convincing a person to do an Avera. But why, how does he convince a person to do an Avera? By saying, your intention is good. And therefore Hashem wants you to do the Avera. Hashem wants you to do the Avera because you have a good intention for doing it. And what he gets then is a person does the Avera. And even though he, the, the intention in doing the Avera might be good, it's still an Avera. He'll also show you a side, something to say. Not only is it something Hashem wants, you have a precedent for this. So go in the footsteps of their fathers, the Avesach and all the tzaddikim who lived in those generations before the giving of the Torah, everything that they did, everything that they said, even everything that they thought. Everything was every action, every thought, every deed was intended to do what Hashem wanted them to do. And therefore, what made them decide what to say or what to do was based on understanding that a person's actions have effects in Shemaim. And if they had an intimate knowledge of Shemaim, then they could understand, if this is what I do, this is what the effect is going to be. And then backwards as well. If this is the effect that I want there to be in Shemaim, then this is the action I have to do here in order to bring about that that effect is going to take place. And therefore, that will be the arbiter of how to decide what to do. The effect I want to make, make in Shemaim, that's the action I need to do in order to make that effect happen. And therefore they looked towards Shemaim to think how to raise the level of the spiritual world or how to be metak in the ilam, how to perfect it, based on, 
based on whatever action they would need, whatever way, what time it had to be. And based on that, that's what made them do what they decided to do. Not with actions which were set, and this is what's going to be the halakha, that's what we have to do, but rather based on what they understood, the result they wanted to bring about. Like Yaakov acted when it came to love and sheep and the sticks that he made in order to have an influence on the sheep. So that Yaakov didn't work based on specific instructions. No, he understood the result of what he was doing and therefore he did the necessary action to bring about the right result. He wanted spotted sheep or speckled sheep or banded sheep. So he used to think, what's the, what I need to do in order for that to be the result? So that was indicative of the way that the Avis Akadoshim kept the Torah. So the Malach, his father was Yosef, told him, in the story of Chanoich, Chanoich, it says it was a tzaddik, even before the flood, and it says that walked with Hashem. What did he used to do? He was a shoemaker, he used to sew shoes. Every time that the needle pierced the leather while he was working, what does it mean? It means that he didn't keep mitzvah, so to speak, as he has them today, but rather whatever he was doing, he understood the, the way to make the action he was doing something which would have a spiritual effect. And that was the way that he walked with Hashem. So the first thing that the Nevesh Chaim is telling us is a tremendous Chedesh. And that is when it says that the Ovis kept the Torah, like it's going to say in the next line, the Av Sha'am al-Khazal, Ovis kimu kara Torah, and the Ovis kept the entire Torah. The Chayn Amr Vayikra Rabbah says in the Midrash, Mulamit Shilamad Noyach Torah, it's Noyach Nida Torah. What does it mean? Noyashay Mutsubim Vayisim. Not that they knew what the mitzvahs were, and therefore they kept them. Vayla ma'alacha vadin kach, that they're da'alacha. And the din what we have today. And the commercial kasav to leel, and it says nefshachan I wrote before. Shem kiyomus atzara machmas sheisigu b'niflas hasogasim tekuna elamus, because they were on the level to understand the way that what they did was mitzak in the world. Or v'sidra akaychas ha'inyanim as she yitok nebuchol mitzvah mitzvah. The effect in spiritual terms that each mitzvah could have, but. Based on therefore wanting to bring about those effects, that's why they kept the Torah. So the Chiddush Nefesh Chaim is that the Avos didn't keep the Torah as Nevim. Like either they knew that this is what Hashem is going to command in the future, and therefore we're keeping now what's going to later on be commanded. Because if that's the case, they will be keeping it like a tzivui. We know what Hashem is going to going to command, and we're now keeping what Hashem will command in the future. It wasn't the way they kept the Torah. The way they kept the Torah was based on understanding what ramifications will my actions have in Shemayim. And therefore, what can I do now to bring about such an effect? And therefore, it lined up in most cases with what the Torah would later say. If you understood, as you said in the previous slide, that for people who later on weren't on the level anymore, to be able to understand the correlation between what we do and the effect in Shemayim, so Hashem is to tell us, do this because He knows what effect it's going to have. But if the others were holy enough and great enough and knowledgeable enough of the ways that Shemayim works 
to know how to bring about those effects so they understood themselves what the mitzvahs had to be. But if that's the case, if that's the case, they weren't restricted to what the mitzvahs Hashem gave us. They could do things differently. Besides the mitzvahs, because they could understand the effect that whatever they were doing was having. And similarly, even to go against the mitzvah, which the Torah would like to say, based on the way they knew and understood, that what they're doing right then is something which is necessary in order to attack in the world. Like we see there were times when the obvious didn't keep the Torah. Yaakov even married his sisters. How could he do that? So the Nefeshachim explained there the same idea. And that is that their observance of Torah was based on what they understood which was correct in Shemaim. And if for whatever reason they understood that what they needed to do was something which later on the Torah wouldn't allow, but at the time when they lived, then they felt this was going to mitzakin more in Shemaim, then they were allowed to do different to the Torah as well. Now, if that's the case, so a person could think, I'm doing the same. I'm a makobal, or I'm aware of ruchnias, or I can feel that this is what's necessary to do, and it might be against the Torah, it might be against the halacha, but I feel that this is the effect which is needed in Shemaim, and therefore I'm going to do something wrong in order to bring about that effect in Shemaim. And a person could think, I have a precedent for this. What could be a better precedent than Nova Sakadoshim? So says in the comparison is a mistake. Now you will see, if you have intelligence, if you can see with seichel, there's no proof, there's no basis from the story of the others. It's not even something to like, like a read to hold on to. Why? Because what's clear, like I explained before, to serve Hashem based on understanding what one's doing and its effect in Shemayim, it was only something which existed before the Torah was given to us. In other words, not that it's wrong, but the fact that people weren't instructed what to do. They could choose. And therefore they understood spirituality, and that's how they, were, they acted, so then that was what they chose to do. That was mutter for them. From the time that the Torah is given to us, people, brought down to this world, it's no longer Bashamayim. And Bashamayim means that keeping the Torah is no longer dependent on our understanding the effect that the Torah has in Shemaim. Understanding the effect that actions have in Shemaim, and therefore we can decide, or we can understand what to do based on the effects that we can have in Shemaim. It no longer happens. Once the Torah has been given, so then we've been instructed. And if we've been instructed, then we have to follow the instruction whether we understand it or we don't understand it, whether we think it's the right effect in Shemaim or we think we could achieve a better effect in Shemaim, that's no longer optional. Once the Torah is mitzvah, then we have to keep it, even if we don't understand. And it's proof for that. That's how Ramanda tells of the story. was a tzaddik. And he saw in Ruach HaKodesh that his children were going to be Rishon. 
And therefore, Cheskiyah decided, I'm not having children. So he didn't get married, he didn't have children. And Cheskiyah gets sick, and the Navi comes to him as a messenger of Hashem and tells him, you're going to die. And not only that, you're not going to get Elam Abba. And Cheskiyah says, what did I do so wrong? That I deserve such a severe punishment. And the Navi says to him, because you never married, you never had children. There's a mitzvah of Torah to get married and have children. And Cheskiyahu says, I had good reason for that. I knew that if I would have children, those children would be Rishayim. And therefore, the man Hashem, I didn't want to bring Rishayim into this world. And the Navi's answer to him is the point of Nevesh Shachayim wants. The Navi says to him one line, Bahadai Kavshay Derachmano Lamelach. Why are you getting involved in what's hidden by Hashem? Children will be Rishayim, they won't be Rishayim. Lamelach, what's the going to do with you? Hashem gave you a mitzvah, made the mifkadis, boilach the mevat. You meant to listen to mitzvahs. You're not meant to justify and rationalize. Should I keep the mitzvah or will I achieve more by not keeping the mitzvah? You're commanded. And if you're commanded, you have to do. We can't change a mitzvah. You've been commanded. Don't claim to know better. Don't claim that you can understand but that in the circumstances you should do different to Hashem. You have a mitzvah to do, do it. And if that's the case, even if a person's kavana is the Shem Shemaim, his intention is positive, even if a person thinks worse, that if I do the mitzvah, it's going to do something wrong in Shemaim. It doesn't make a difference. Even if it means, therefore, not that I'm going to actively do something against the Torah, I'm just not going to do the mitzvah because I feel that for some reason it's doing wrong. A person can't decide, well, I'm not going to keep the mitzvah. And I, I can, I can, based on understanding of what I think is Hashem Shemayim, we don't know the real reason for mitzvahs, and therefore the mitzvah is given, we meant to keep it without question. And what's Nefesh Shemayim coming to argue with? Like he says, people who felt that there's a L'Shem Shemayim, they weren't going to keep the mitzvahs. People who felt that it was L'Shem Shemayim, they were going to achieve something by doing things different to what the Torah wants. It could be something as simple as what he's spoken about the whole time. And that is, uh, I'm going to say Shema, when I can feel that I can achieve in the Ruchnius what the Shema is meant to achieve. I'm going to daven where I feel I'm on the level to bring about the Thikunim in Shema and the daven can bring about. And if I'm not yet ready, I can't yet daven. If I'm going to miss the time of Shema, I'm going to miss the time of Tefillah, so then the Yetzirah says, yes, but you'll achieve more in Shemaim if you daven later. And therefore, it's making me transgress the Torah and not daven and not say Shemaim I meant to with the feeling of the Shem Shemaim. It'll be better in Shemaim if I don't do this. And on that argument of Nefesh Shechaim is, do what you commanded. Hashem told you what to do. Don't have Cheshbon is different. And we can give more examples as well. A person could think, a person could think that Allah is if a person is not meant to learn Torah in a state of impurity. And if that's the case, until I go to the mikvah, I can't learn, I can't daven. 
So I'll miss opportunities to learn and opportunities to daven. Because what can I do? In the same Shemaim, a person should learn more when he's with Torah. And this is another example of how the, of the Yad Sahara, the Shem Shemaim, could bring a person to be over a virus. And it has another point. And that is, is it wrong? Is the person right that I could really achieve more by going against the Torah? Just, I don't have an option. I have to follow the Torah and achieve less. Or is the Etzim Machshava wrong? And if a person thinks that I can do the more in Ruchni's terms by disobeying the Torah, that already is a mistake. And if that's the case, why is it different to the others who, in certain circumstances, don't think like that? So if the Nefesh Achayim brought a raya from Cheskiyah Melech, let's bring a raya from the same story. Again, Cheskiyah Melech saw in Ruch HaKadosh that his children would be Rishayim. That's why he decided it's better not to have children who are going to be Rishayim. Yeshiyah told him he was wrong. The Torah gives you a mitzvah, don't ask questions, do the mitzvah. Okay? So, Cheskiyah has children. And Cheskiyah was right. Cheskiyah's son was Menashe. Menashe was the most evil of the Jewish kings until his time. He was the one who built an idol in the base of English and drove the Shekhinah out. So we could think that Cheskiyah was right. Maybe he had no choice. He was told you can't think, you just have to listen to the Torah, which he did do, but his son was a Russia. But the answer to that is that even if a person's right, a person's vision is limited. So you can see one step ahead, but not more than that. So Cheskiyah could see he'll have a son when Nashim is a Russia. But Cheskiyah didn't see. He'll have a great-grandson called Yoshia, who was a big tzaddik. And he'll have a great-great-great-great-great-grandson who'll be Mashiach. And therefore... The fact, the fact that a person thinks, I know what's the right thing to do in Shemaim, if it's against the Torah, is by definition the wrong thing to do in Shemaim. And the fact that a person thinks, but I can see the results that I'm going to have, or I have Ruach HaKodesh, and I can see what, what's going to be, doesn't mean you can see everything that's going to be. Let's give another example. Example from Rashi. Rashi asks about Karach. Korach mounts an open rebellion in defiance of Moshe Rabbeinu. What does Korach think? How are you going to take on Moshe Rabbeinu? And Rashi answers from Chazal, Korach had Recha Kodesh. And therefore he thought, I can see in spiritual terms what's going to be. And in the Druch you could see he'd have a descendant one day called Shmuel Navi. And because Karach could see that, Karach thought, it's impossible that I'm going to lose the fight against Moshe. Because if me and my whole family get wiped out, then how is it possible that there will be a Shmuel Navi? And Karach and Ruch HaKadosh saw that there would be a Shmuel Navi. His great-great-great-grandson. And therefore Karach wasn't afraid to challenge Moshe. And once again, he saw, but not well enough. Because what he didn't see is his sons weren't going to be faithful to him. 
and whereas they did tshuva and were saved, you could still be destroyed. So the idea of what a person can see in the, as in a way to what to act is somewhat limited. A person might see some things, not everything. So how could the others, how could the other great people before the Torah act on based what they could see? The answer is, that's the best they could do. A person has to act based on what they understand is the right thing to do and the effect that it's going to have, that's what they would serve in. But that's because the others weren't mitzvah to do more than that. And therefore, they had to weigh up their decisions based on what they understood. The results are going to be in Shemaim. But once the Torah has been given to us, and once it's clear what the mitzvahs are, for a person to think differently is making a big mistake. Because now that it is clear to what Hashem wants us to do, so now we understand as clearly that our, our understanding for ourselves to do different is, has to be flawed somewhere along the line. And therefore this just bolsters what the Nefesh HaKhan has been saying the whole time. The Ica point a person has to know is that we mitzvah to listen to what Hashem said. Cheshbonus we might have of what we could do better are inherently a mistake. But let's just finish this year with one last point which Nefesh HaKhan himself brought Agav at the beginning, is a concept of G'dayin Averi Lishma. An Averi which is done Lishma is a bigger, is G'dayin. It's, it's even bigger than a Mitzah in some circumstances. What does it mean in Averi Lishma? How can a person decide to do an Averi? Even for the right reason, it's by definition wrong. So where does this then apply of G'dayin Averi Lishma? It comes two times in the Shas, in Seches Nazir and Seches Harius, both times talking about the same incident. And the incident which is being referred to is the story of Sisra. Sisra, the general who was fighting Klai Israel, was running from the Jewish forces from Barak. And Yael, the wife of Hever Akeni, she seduces Sisra to come into her tent. That's already being over the Isra of Yechud. She was a married lady to be with another man in the tent. And not only that, according to Chazal, she, was, she actually performed the Maisa very with him. And the point that way she was able to overcome him and destroy the enemy of Klai Yisra. That was Navera. She was a married lady. But her intention was to save Klai Yisra. And that the Gemara says, G'day Lavera Lishma. And Navera Lishma is great. Another example of that is when Esther goes to King Hashverosh to intercede for the Jewish people. And she says to Mordechai, by going willingly to Hashverosh, I'm doing an Avera. And it will render me also to you. Chazal explained that Mordechai had married Esther previously. And she said, if I'm going to willingly go to Hashverosh, Vachashero Vadati Avadati. I'm losing my ability to remain married to you. But even though as a married lady it would be also for her, it was called an Avera Lishma. Well, how can that be? We've just explained previously that a person can't think what's the right thing to do or what's going to have a better outcome if it's against the Torah. So where's there a room for an Avera Lishma? And the basic piece of the answer is 
only when Hashem tells a person. A person on their own can't decide, I'm going to do an avera because of the benefit I see it will have. It has to be that Hashem tells the person. It has to be an avera. And therefore, if Mordechai instructed Esther what to do, Mordechai was a novi. And Esther had to obey because she's listening to a novi. And similarly, if Yael, we don't know exactly where the Nevoah was, if it was she was a Navi in her own right, or maybe it was something she had, had told her to do, Navi doesn't tell us. But if there was a Nevoah that that's what she was meant to do, that's what she was meant to do. Just like the Halach is every time, if a Navi is told to disregard a certain Mitzvah, so except for the desire, the Navi is not to listen. Just like Eliyar brought a carbon Hara Carmel, as always brought as an example, and others, that's against the Torah, but it's something that Hashem told the Novi to do. That's different. It's not in the category where the person himself decided to do. When the Novi says, then it's not the person's own decision, his own understanding. But nevertheless, there's an issue with Navera. And then the Gemara talks about Navera Lishma. And that is if a person, like the Gemara says there, there's no benefit from Navera, he's doing it just as Lishma. As the way to Makayim where Hashem says, and there's a benefit. But for sure, the din remains. What the Nevesh says, that a person can't decide on their own that there's a benefit in doing an Avera and therefore they're going to disregard the Torah. And really this is a basic principle in the Kabbalah Satara. Kabbalah Satara means we accept what Hashem told us. Not just what we think is the right thing to do or what we want to achieve, but what Hashem told us is paramount. And imagine the Allah is whether we understand it, and even if we think we understand better, we have to, so to speak, mashabad ourselves to what the Allah requires. It applies to big things, like we saw in the even small things, which would mean going against a certain element of the halacha, because the person thinks he can achieve more, do better, that's also wrong. At the end of the day, the, the halacha is with rules, and that's the way we achieve what we meant to achieve in Shemaim.